Ready, set, go! Welcome back to the EV Diaries, the place where we discuss EVs in small town America. I love EVs. I've fallen in love with them and there's something else that I love. I love my back porch, so I thought today I would combine the two. I'm actually sitting on my back porch as I record this. So you might hear the neighbors or the birds and one of the little neighbor girls is riding her electric scooter up and down the road, so you might even pick up on that. If that bothers you, I'm sorry. I'm just combining two things I, I really like. I got another email uh, from Anthony in Seattle. Now, it was along the same lines as Barry's email, and in fact, he admitted that Barry beat him to it. But he actually not only reinforced what Barry had said in the previous episodes, but he pointed me down an entire different rabbit hole. Well, not entirely different, but uh, just a different take on things. And we'll get into that soon, but today I want to talk about Toyota's solid-state battery. This news is uh, maybe a week old now. Toyota was supposed to unveil their solid-state battery lineup of vehicles at the 2020 Summer Games. Of course, the time and the situation being what it is, COVID-19, stopped all that. I have mentioned that Toyota has been spending billions of dollars in research and development of hybrids, hydrogen fuel vehicles, and battery electric vehicles. Um, I know this because Toyota Camrys, um, if you drive a Camry, it was built in Georgetown, Kentucky, which is about an hour, maybe an hour and 10 minutes up the road, depending on traffic. And there are several people that live in my hometown that drive that far every day. In fact, I'm friends with a, uh, a guy, Jeremy. He, is, uh, he actually lives in Barberville, which is uh, two towns over, and he makes the drive to Georgetown every day. He probably spends close to four hours a day driving to and from Toyota to work. Anyway, getting back, Toyota is partnering with Panasonic and working on solid-state batteries. Now, I will interject here, they're not the only ones because Honda and Fisker are doing the same thing. But they have partnered with Panasonic to try to make a solid state battery that is viable. Uh, on a side note, Toyota is also working with Subaru, which uh, Subaru is going to be introducing some EVs. And I'm actually uh, surprised that Subaru has not led the EV revolution itself because you know Subaru is such an environmentally aware brand and they have been before it was cool so I was expecting Subaru to be in this market way way before now but I'm glad that they're finally jumping into it they do make some nice cars and I'm sure their EVs especially if they're working with Toyota are going to be top-notch back to the Toyota batteries Toyota's goal is to bring these vehicles, the first ones to market, by 2025. Now that seems like a long ways away, but I'll tell you, time just seems to be flying by. 
it seems just the other day that, uh, you know, it was New Year's Eve, and now we're at the end of July, and, uh, man, it's just crazy. And what a crazy year on top of that. The long-term goal for Toyota is a 30-year battery that will, after that duration, have 90% of its capacity left. That's a phenomenal goal, and that is going to open up so many doors, and we'll discuss that in a minute. Um, it matters because these batteries are supposed to, uh, the ones they're exploring, have higher energy densities, and they take up less space. So that basically means that uh, it would be possible, I'm not saying it'll happen, but it would be possible to retrofit your current EV with a battery that would jump the range up to double, maybe triple what it is now. That would be cool. Um, the biggest thing is that they're gonna be faster charging. You're looking at longer range being able to charge in 15 minutes. Another thing is that they're using less rare materials. And, you know, you got stuff like cobalt and batteries now, and it's a mining process. There's limited amounts of it. Um, so they're looking at cheaper, more bountiful uh, ingredients to go in the battery. Ingredients, that's a good word for a battery. But uh, materials to go in the battery. And, you know, on the onset here, it's probably going to be more expensive, but it will eventually be cheaper. And let's think about it. A lot of people are using renewables to recharge their cars, and that's great. Um, my car is powered by coal, essentially. But aside of that, here we have these cars that are more efficient, um, more environmentally friendly, but we're still depending on a lot of mining and mining of limited resources to make them work. Um, you know, we, we need to find some materials that are recyclable, that have longer lives, so that we can even further reduce the footprint I guess is what I'm trying to say, uh, of EVs, because then we're thinking not only, um, well, we're, we're just thinking globally and environmentally right there. There's several obstacles to solid state batteries. And the biggest one, the short lifespan of the battery. The two articles that I read, and I've put both of those on Flipboard, there's no real details about how quickly they degrade other than that they degrade quickly. Um, one of the articles, I think, from myev.com was talking about uh, the real challenge is developing a flexible electrolyte that is solid, yet still flexible, um, I guess because of anode expansion and contraction, it's hard to maintain junctions. I don't know, it's, uh, it's something that um, Toyota and these other manufacturers, they're, they're going to have to overcome. Um, I'm sure that there are some material options that they can explore. 
and it's just a matter of finding the right combination of ingredients. The big thing, once they work out all these details, is going to be manufacturing. Right now, all of these have been manufactured in a lab under extremely dry conditions, and that's going to change when you have to put these into mass production. So they've got to work out the logistics of all of that, how that they can maintain the quality of the battery and mass produce these. And this is why that they will be eventually cheaper is when they figure out how to mass produce them. Like I said, they're not the only ones working on this. I mentioned Honda and Fisker. Uh, many car and battery companies have been moving this way. Um, they're all looking for that right combination and having to take on the same challenges that Toyota has. But this is the future of batteries. The good thing is, once they figure this out, this may be adaptable to other applications. In fact, I'm pretty sure that it will be. My take on all of it is that the battery manufacturers and the car makers are rising to meet the gasoline thinking. I thought it was curious because there was a survey at the bottom of the car and driver article. And um, like I said, I put all those on Flipboard. And the question was, are batteries keeping you from thinking about EVs? You had two responses. Yes, I don't want to be afraid of running out of juice. And no, I like EVs, but I'm glad they're working on battery, uh, better batteries. Uh, I can tell you, I'll fall into the category of, no, I like EVs, but I'm glad. I'm super glad they're working on better batteries. Um, the split because once you vote, it shows you the split. Uh, it's 40% uh, of the people that responded are still worried about range anxiety. It's funny because people are not afraid of running out of gas. I've got a little bit of a story today that related to that. I just got back from um, filling up my daughter's car. She was uh, on her way to work and realized that she was about out of gas. She made it to work, and I went and picked up her car and um, filled it up, took it back to her. But anyway, there you go. She did not plan, and she almost ran out of juice. Same thing with EVs. If you don't plan, you run the risk of being stranded on the side of the road. I don't, I, well, I do understand the range anxiety is because the infrastructure's not there that people notice or even see. But as we've talked about, that's getting better, and it's, it's going to come to pass. I just wish it would come to pass more quickly than it is. I can't say too much about range anxiety because I did buy a car with a range extender. Um, and I have used the range extender, but it was never out of necessity. It was more out of curiosity and... Uh, I guess, uh, well, let's just see what happens. I did use it, uh, you know, coming back from, from Knoxville that one time just because I was in too big of a hurry to uh, actually properly charge my car. But anyway, my 90 mile rated battery is suiting my needs in small town America. So 
you know, I don't have the infrastructure. I do have the comfort of knowing that I'm, I'm not going to get stranded, but this range anxiety thing, I think really needs to be pointed out that if you plan properly, you'll be fine. By now you have figured out I don't do much on Facebook or Instagram um, because, you know, this is one part of my life and I don't know that you're interested in seeing the rest of my life. Uh, I, I believe Facebook's the devil, but we won't even get into that right now. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, email is best. It's ben at evdiaries.com. Thank you for listening and thank you for being assets to the show. Um, really, you are teaching me a lot, uh, pointing out things, changing my, my paradigm, and I appreciate that. Hit that subscribe button and just remember the EV revolution is here and we are just so close from this blowing up nationwide. It'll be a fun ride.